This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with New York-based trumpet player, composer and improviser Nate Woolley. We spoke about The Complete Syllables Music, a four-disc album that Nate released in 2017. You'll hear a short extract in a moment, a second short extract midway, and then a longer extract at the end of this episode. Nate and I chatted about how he used linguistics to transform his approach to trumpet playing, how he recorded these tracks, and the virtuosity of failure. I'm Nate Woolley. I grew up in Klatskanai, Oregon, the birthplace of Raymond Carver, and I now live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm a trumpet player, improviser, and composer. That was an extract from a piece called Eight Syllables, which was the first solo work that I wrote using uh, the concept of failure and linguistics to change my approach to the trumpet. It is part of a larger system of works called the Syllables Music that were released in 2016 under the title The Complete Syllables Music. Um, There's four hours of performances consisting of four large-scale pieces for solo trumpet. The Syllables pieces were an attempt by me to find a third path through uh, the traditional idea of technical virtuosity. Instead of anti-virtuosity, I wanted to find a way to embrace failure um, as a technical pursuit as opposed to something to be avoided. And these pieces came about as a way of getting myself out of the idea of correct or incorrect technique by relying on the building of musical materials from the mechanics of linguistics, the way that we speak, what our mouth does when we pronounce a word, stripping the word of meaning, but also stripping the sound from any context that's musical. Um, so I created a series of, of physical shapes in the mouth that corresponded to the way that we pronounce phonemes or letters or syllables. And then I put the horn on my mouth, made that shape and blew, uh, basically allowing whatever sound to come out be quote unquote, okay. That third attempt is, is, was an attempt to get out of the dialectic of virtuosity, anti-virtuosity 
And what it ended up being, although I don't know that I knew it at the time, it's something that I call the virtuosity of failure. So there is actually, to me, a third way of approaching an instrument in which embracing every sound that comes out and molding the sounds around it to make it musically viable becomes the virtuosic act. So instead of the trumpet being played in what we traditionally know as virtuosic, you know, higher, faster, louder, or to try and transcend that in a way that maybe like Don Cherry would have by not, you know, purposely staying away from the virtuosic aspects of the trumpet, this was a way to kind of meld the two in a third path where allowing something that may traditionally be viewed as a mistake to exist and to view it rigorously became the path. Speaking of the concreteness of mistakes and this idea of the virtuosity of failure, you know, to give it kind of a concrete example, maybe that makes the most sense on the trumpet, is there there are pitches for each player on the trumpet that that have a certain burr quality to them. That, uh, like the clarinet has a break, each trumpet player has a break within their um, within their range. Mine occurs between an E flat and an E at the top of the staff. And that means that those pitches often have a double buzz or they have some sort of uh, distortion in the sound. And we work really, really hard to get that out wherever our break is and to make that as fluid as possible. An idea of the rigor of taking that mistake then or like that virtuosity of failure idea is to understand what is creating that burr or what is creating that um, kind of distortion and reproducing it, being able to reproduce it in a way that is... Um, not damaging to the player, but also uh, can be moved into other pitches. So taking that idea and realizing that what is happening is I'm actually playing between two partials to the degree that the horn wants to produce both, I could move it around to other pitches on the instrument and reproduce it in a way that, that didn't tax my chops too much. Thank you. 
That was an extract from Nine Syllables, the second of four um, solo pieces in the Complete Syllables box set. It is the only one that has live electronics on it using two levels of tape manipulation and delay. Um, these pieces were recorded over a series of years. The first one at a live performance at Brooklyn's Issue Project Room. The second one was recorded at iBeam Studios in Brooklyn by Jeremiah Zimmerman. Um, and the third and fourth pieces, which create one large suite, uh, and they're called For Kenneth Gaburo, were recorded at Empac uh, Studios in Troy, New York, um, with a million microphones and uh, a huge amount of tech. Uh, the last bit we're going to hear is from the second half of For Kenneth Gaburo. Um, this piece is interesting within the scope of the syllables pieces in that it kind of flips everything around. Um, the first part, which we're not going to hear, was based on the, the opening introduction of a piece of writing by the uh, American composer Kenneth Gaburo, who is a big hero of mine and a person that was deeply involved with pushing the body to failure um, in order to create something of musical interest. For that piece and for the piece we're about to listen to, I took each uh, syllable of this opening and split it into its component parts. In the first part, they're played over 78 minutes, I believe, as the trumpet um, kind of destroys itself and my chops destroy themselves. Um, and then it's immediately followed by the piece we're going to hear in which the trumpet plays the straight man for the first time and the pitches are meant to be played with that kind of traditional technique, ironically. And the syllables, the sound of the syllables are mapped onto some different kind of electronics. The electronics were made really through kind of cracked synthesizers, um, lo-fi Pro Tools uh, plugins. Um, some of them come from, from badly recorded found sounds around my apartment. Um, but they were, they were chosen and then EQ'd and, and edited to mimic each of the phonetic sounds that I was trying to achieve. So in the case of, say, the phoneme for the letter, letter L, ul, it, there's a nasal quality and a certain kind of EQing that I used on a set of sign tones to reproduce that sound. Um, it's very subjective. It only sounds like the L, the letter L to me, but it is essentially kind of an idea of Gaburo being the ghost in the machine through the electronics, slowly intoning the speech, almost in a John Cage empty words kind of way. So then the question remains at the end of all this, when you're presented with four hours of this music, um, you know, where, how is it received, essentially, by the listener? Um, obviously, it's very conceptual to me. Uh, and it is tied up in a very personal, intimate experience of, of the machine, of the trumpet, and myself. Um, I've heard 
a lot of differing accounts of people listening to it, some of whom are quite moved, uh, which, to be honest, is surprising to me. Um, trumpet players, of course, have a very different uh, visceral response to the music, ranging from it being um, almost sacrilegious to feeling freed to to make mistakes and, and to enjoy all the sounds that a trumpet can make. Um, especially with this last piece, uh, the end of For Kenneth Gaburo, there really is always an intent to reach out as a human and touch other people. Um, it, it may not seem that way, and I'm speaking for myself now, it may not seem that way uh, to the casual listener. They may attach more importance to the concept. They may attach more importance to the kind of novelty of the sound. But for me, everything that is done on this set and, and in all my work is really intended to show the fragility of what being a human is about. Um, reaching out and showing that, that as a human I'm fragile and saying to the people listening that, that this is something I'm giving you as another fragile human being. <laughs> 